Hello, and welcome to Coaster Kings Radio. I'm Ian O'Donnell, and today we continue our ongoing mini-sode series, The Regional Park Story. Disneyland's success had largely been driven by the media empire behind it. The anthology TV series, Walt Disney's Disneyland, was first developed in 1954 to follow and promote the construction of the park, and eventually evolved to become The Wonderful World of Disney, which remains airing today, although it's now on Disney+. Other media companies saw the success of Disneyland and the programming it was able to promote and knew that this was a formula worth emulating. One of those companies was the Cincinnati-based Taft Broadcasting Company. With ties to the family of U.S. President William Howard Taft, Taft Broadcasting started in the 1930s with local radio stations in Cincinnati, Ohio. By the 1960s, Taft owned various local television stations throughout the U.S. and acquired Hanna-Barbera Cartoon Studios in 1966, making them an important player in the children's television industry. Around the same time, Cincinnati's local amusement park, Coney Island, was having difficulty finding space to expand and was experiencing multiple years of bad flooding. After an especially bad flood in 1964, Gary Walks, a longtime employee of the park and son of then-president of Coney Island, began advocating for the relocation and expansion of the park. Coney Island dates back to 1867 as a picnic grove on the shores of the Ohio River. The park slowly developed into a full-blown amusement destination, with famous attractions like the Sunlight Pool, which remains one of the largest swimming pools in the world, and the Wildcat and Shooting Star roller coasters. The park became a Cincinnati institution, and due to its exceptional management, remained popular and profitable throughout the 1940s and 50s, an era which saw the decline of many traditional amusement parks. The park's fine management was an inspiration for Walt Disney in 1953, when he was touring parks in search for inspiration for Disneyland. Despite resistance from the board, Gary Walks continued to advocate for the park's relocation, as well as its need to compete with more modern theme parks. He moved forward with concept art, market research, and even visited many of the emerging theme parks. His advocacy got a significant boost when Fess Parker, famous as TV's Davy Crockett, announced plans to build a frontier-themed park in nearby northern Kentucky. The timing seemed perfect. Taft was looking to broaden its presence beyond television, and Coney Island knew it not only needed better land, but more space to remain competitive against a more modern theme park. In 1969, Taft ended up purchasing Coney Island, along with a large tract of land located 25 miles north of Cincinnati and then Deerfield Townships. Plans were quickly made to develop a major new theme park, reutilizing many of the assets of Coney Island. Because of these assets, as well as the general popularity of Coney Island, it was decided that the park would include a section themed to Coney Island at the turn of the century. This area would include many of Coney Island's popular flat rides, alongside a spectacular new double wooden roller coaster to be named the Racer, to replace Coney Island's popular shooting star. The rest of the park was arranged in a four-leaf clover, blossoming from the International Street Main Street, and anchored by a 314-foot replica of Eiffel the Eiffel Tower built by Intamin. The other areas included Oktoberfest, a celebration of the area's German heritage, an expansive Hanna-Barbera-themed area, and Rivertown, an area themed to the American frontier and possibly a jab, jab at Parker's Planned Park. The park this design would be said to be a mix of dual loop and Disneyland hub and spoke, with the Eiffel Tower in place of a castle and a clear circular path throughout the park's five areas. A competition was held to name the park, and Kings Island was chosen, 
a reference to the Kings Mills area the new park was located in, and Coney Island. The Coney and Taft team ensured Fess Parker couldn't receive funding, and he soon realized his project didn't stand a chance. It was soon announced that Parker's Park would instead be built in Santa Clara, California, a project that would eventually become the topic of a later episode, Marriott's Great America. After two years of construction, Kings Island held its grand opening on May 27, 1972. While initial attendance started slow, the park quickly grew in popularity, and the Coney Island management team's attention to detail, the presence of the popular Hanna-Barbera characters, and large collection of modern and traditional rides made the park a hit. Luckily for the park, Coney Island had already been investing in modern attractions like a log flume, Von Roll Skyride, and a SDC Galaxy Steel Coaster, which fit perfectly into the new regional park. In addition to the rides moved from Coney, the Eiffel Tower, Racer, and new flat rides, the park wisely invested in three aero car rides, an elaborate aero dark boat ride, the $2 million Enchanted Voyage was actually the park's most expensive attraction at opening, a junior-sized PTC wooden coaster, and a steam-powered narrow gauge railroad. Kings Island marked a new development in regional parks, the full integration of the amusement and theme park. The inclusion of a themed area centered on a traditional amusement park would go on to influence almost every other regional theme park within the business, who quickly began adding major roller coasters, midway games, and fair and amusement rare-themed areas to their parks. While the distinction between the two had always been blurry, Kings Island showed that the regional theme park was to become the dominant American amusement model, and the America's love of roller coasters was ready to thrive within them. The racer proved to be the standard attraction, while wooden coasters had been built throughout the 60s, the eye-catching double track of the racer made it a phenomenon and showed that the mine train wasn't the only type of coaster that people wanted at their theme parks. Being featured on Taft-affiliated television shows certainly didn't hurt, with the Brady Bunch famously braving the racer in the 1973 episode, The Cincinnati Kids. While Kings Island has changed hands multiple times since, the legacy of Coney Island lives on in the park's excellent operations and warm local reputation. The theme park didn't mark the end of the American amusement park, just a new era. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this mini-sode, please leave a comment or rating wherever you're listening. You can find interesting articles, exclusive updates, and a range of theme and park-related merchandise at thecoasterkings.com. For Coaster Kings Radio, this is Ian O'Donnell. Join me next week as we continue exploring the regional park story. Sparks the ranger all in my TV. Those happy friends.